Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries here in Bentonville, Arkansas. And I am back with our founder, Rocky Fleming. Welcome, Rocky. Hello. Good to be here. Yeah, it's been a few weeks since we've sat down together and yeah, done this. Right. And so I'm glad to, glad to have this opportunity. So, uh, well, it is uh, Thanksgiving week and uh, uh, you and I, uh, I think, are kind of both pretty sentimental at the holidays mm-hmm. and, and we love celebrating with our families and in uh, eating turkey, yeah, love love all that part of it. <laughs> well, you're a foodie. That, that's well I established. Just read your books. If, I am a foodie. If you don't know about, it, he's <laughs> he's he's in a foodie anonymous club. But uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So Rocky, we uh, we wanted to talk today. We, we well, you know, I think it was it's timely. I think that that we do a podcast on Thanksgiving, on giving thanks, mm-hmm. on on uh, praising God. And uh, and so I think I say it's timely because we've we've experienced a little bit of a darkness here and there. And I, and, I, and I was thinking out of all the people that listen to this, there's there's probably lots of people who are experiencing different kinds of darkness. And who knows what it yeah. is. But this is a time that uh, our country is being called together to to give thanks. Right. Um, I was telling you that I got my hair cut the other day and, and uh, the lady who cuts my hair was just saying, you know, uh, Thanksgiving's kind of a, a overlooked holiday. It's not even really a holiday. It's just kind of a gathering or something like that. And I said, well, no, I, I think it really uh, was intended to be a, it's really actually kind of a spiritual holiday. You know, it's it's a day that's supposed to be dedicated to prayer. And, and, and it was even done by the by the government to set it aside for a day of, of Thanksgiving and prayer. And she didn't know anything about all that, you know. And so I looked up the, the original proclamation, and I just want to read the first part of it sure, to Rocky, sure. um, from George Washington. This goes back to October 3rd, 1789. And uh, this is just the first paragraph. He says, by, well, it says, by the president of the United States of America, a proclamation, whereas it's the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey his will, to be grateful for his benefits, and humbly to implore his protection and favor. And whereas both houses of Congress have by their joint committee requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer public thanksgiving and prayer, to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many signal favors of Almighty God, especially by affording them an opportunity peaceably to establish a form of government for their safety and happiness. Hmm. And uh, so what do you think about that? A day of a day of public thanksgiving and prayer. Well, of course, you know, that was when it was decreed. Uh-huh. But it was it, it happened before then. In uh, 1620, uh, the pilgrims pilgrims landed in Massachusetts. Mm. Actually, they landed a little bit before that. But in 1620, they were absolutely starving. They were dying. They were starving to death. Mm. And there's a a a, a, a tribe of native uh, people. Mm. And their names are kind of hard for me to pronounce, but I'll try. Um, Wampanoag, Wampanoag, W-A-M-P-A-N-O-A-G, Wampanoag. 
was the tribe of people that uh, here's what they did they they taught them to uh, grow uh, vegetables uh, grow food they they taught them how to fish where to fish where to hunt and they taught them uh, survival skills mm. and that was in uh, 1620 when they were uh, about dead and in 1621 they had their first three-day harvest celebration uh, with with this tribe of people and I find it interesting that the tribe of people this name is translated as uh, people of the first light. Mm. In other words, light. They, they were light shining in darkness to these early Christians who were there in Massachusetts because they were uh, escaping religious tyranny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they were wanting a freedom for religion. They want to be able to worship uh, as they were led. And so I, I just see, I just connect a lot of dots here, you know, from the standpoint of thankfulness. Uh, I, I had to believe that not only were they thankful for the food, but they also had to be thankful for the native tribe. Mm -hmm. They had to be thankful for this persons of first light people of first light, who became a light to them. And, and surely we can reflect that, that God is light shining in the darkness, mm. can't we? Yes. And light shined on them then, and now we celebrate it today. And oh, that it would be the reconciliation that they had, that we would have that with each other. Mm. Well, and I, I'm just, you've got my my imagination working about what that was like and, and I, the little I know about it and I've been to the place Plymouth Rock and all that and I've toured and mm -hmm. toured a version of the Mayflower I think it's a replica but uh, but a lot of people died on the journey over oh, yeah. it, it was a treacherous journey from England over to mm -hmm. you know, over to here and um, so so imagine they were beat up and, and just felt frail and weak and all that so to have somebody these tribes come alongside them and, and lift them up and take care of them and help them and all that yeah. had to be refreshing. Well, and that, and that early colonist would become kind of the model for future colonists. Right. And, uh, and you know, it's, it's even worked its way into today, you know. And uh, so there's so many things that are beautiful about this story that I, I would like to have in our thinking about Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like, for instance... Uh, that first feast, they didn't have turkey, <laughs> but they did have popcorn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing, interesting to think about what that would be like. But, uh, but I, I think about um, there's kind of a theme that we talk about a lot is is uh, experience Trump's theory. Mm -hmm. You know, and a lot of times, you know, we, you know, you said they were Christians, so they had. They had an idea about the faith in the in the God. They were Puritans. They were Puritans. Um, so a lot of it was probably a lot of rules and you know trying to trying to be holy and all that and uh, good things. Um, but I bet their faith was really tested at that time. Well, yeah. actually, they they the Church of England. If you look at the history, they were trying to force, and there was some tyranny in the Church of England, and, and these these pilgrims couldn't follow it. And there were a lot of them that went into Holland. And this was a group that went into America in the mm -hmm. colonies. 
But it was to escape the legislation of the church, mm. you know, the requirements of the church. And the church at the time was being, uh, it was corrupted. They couldn't follow it. And so they they were persecuted because of it. And that's why they went away. Mm. And um, anyway, it's... Uh, just look at what what births so many things, and here we have a situation that, in looking for religious freedom, they founded a country mm -hmm. that has been famous for our freedom in religion. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the that's why the early founders uh, believed in separation of church and state. Yeah, right. that the government shouldn't impose religion on you, but. But religious come out of the heart, mm -hmm. you know, and then out of, everything else fall out of that, right? Yeah. Not not out of rules and regulations and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and as you know, I I probably get nailed on this one, but <laughs> I'm not very friendly with the word religion. Yeah, when it comes to Christianity, yeah, because of the emphasis of being religious rather than relational. I know that's a play on words, but the truth is, is I don't think we. We don't dive into the relationship as much as we should yeah. in Christianity. Yeah. And that is the unique thing that we have. Yeah. Well, and when you're when you're pressed up against the wall, you know, when they were they were on that ship coming over and their people were dying, and then when they're you know, freezing when they come over and all that, you know, uh you know, you it's it's almost like the dark night of the soul. Sometimes you feel like it's just you and God trying to survive. You know, your yeah. your faith is really tested. And I think that's that's kind of the difference right there. You know, the rules and all that only get you so far. So uh, one thing I really like is in, in George Washington's proclamation, though, is that calling the, all the people to, to, to pause, to, to take a day, to, to think about things they're thankful for, and, yeah. and to, be, to acknowledge God, that there is an almighty God who's looking over all this, and, and, and he's the one that we need to give thanks to for all the things that he's... That he's done for us, even in this case, he talked about even for the living, getting to live in a free country, yeah, you know, getting to yeah. live in this this form of government that, that we've been given. And and I, I guess I want to read this one of the. There's so many places in Scripture where the you know, our founding fathers of yeah. our faith told us that we should be praising God and giving thanks. And David was one of the best ones in the Psalms. But uh, Psalm 100, I want to read it just as we think about the, giving thanks to God. He says, "Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth." Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are the people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Beautiful, ones. isn't it? Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Well, you know, thinking about the the blessings on this nation, I have to tell you, when I was a kid growing up in Mississippi, we did not lack for rain <laughs> nor humidity. And one of the things as a baseball player, Little League and Babe Ruth and American Legion, I was always looking at the weather forecast and the rain would come in and I'm just thinking, doggone it, I'm going to miss a game here. And... Um, and, and I read a scripture that says that the, the rain will fall on the just and unjust alike. You remember that one? Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, okay, there you go. Rain's bad because rain meant I wouldn't play baseball. Mm. 
But that's not what it means. Rain is good. The rain is good. And the rain, the good, will fall on the deserving, the just, and the undeserving, the unjust life. Mm. In this country, I believe that we have the rain of God's blessings that falls on this country, mm. on the just and the unjust alike. Mm. Because there are a lot of people that don't understand that. Yeah. They don't understand how this nation has been founded back to George Washington here with the founding fathers who knew that it was about the leadership of God and His holy word to build a nation and to make laws. And they have benefited from those forefathers' insight that they got from God's word in the country that they've grown up in. And it just, oh, I could say it angers me pretty easily, but it also hurts me to see that they don't understand it. They don't, they don't appreciate it. They take it for granted. In fact, they even tear it down. Mm -hmm. And they want to un, undo the things that have made, have been the pillows of support for this country. Yeah. And, uh, and yet God put, puts up with it, and he keeps giving blessings because he gives rain on the just and the unjust alike. Mm -hmm. but, but may it be that those of us who recognize his blessings on this country, that we turn this into a day of thanksgiving, yeah. that we recognize it for what it is. It's his goodness to us as a country and us as individuals. And I'm thinking also, may we be like that Indian tribe you just described that were the bearers of light yeah. to our families. Yeah. You know, we were talking on our prayer call this morning, which our global prayer calls are great. Uh, I just put a little plug in for that. Any of you out there want to join us? It's every Tuesday morning, 615 to 7:15 central time AM, but come join us. It's uh, there's, probably 40 plus people on there who get together every week to pray for this ministry and for each other. And it's a beautiful time. But this morning we were praying and there was kind of just a thought of for, for Thanksgiving or even other holidays, it can be a tense time for families. You know, sometimes there's just mm -hmm. the enemy has a way of creating division in families or unforgiveness or people getting offended or their feelings hurt or whatever. And, and, and just hopefully that us as influencers who are abiding in Christ could 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 try to give him all that and say, Lord, you take all this burden and help show me how to be a light bearer in yeah. my family. Yeah. What do you think about that? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. I think that that's where God oftentimes tees it up for us to give us the opportunity to to speak into them. And you know, I was, again, I'm intrigued by the the name uh, translated in uh, people of the first light. First light. And and think about this. When is the first light? When's the first light? The first light is at dawn. Mm. The first light is comes right before the darkest hours. Mm. And the first light begins to we begin to see that in the morning from the east, and it starts making its way higher and brighter as it goes through the day. And I see that. In a way, that's what we are. We're a first light to many people who are in darkness. We might be the first one that, that really communicates the love of Christ. Mm -hmm. We might be the first ones that demonstrates the gospel. Mm. Not speaks it, but demonstrates it. We might be the first one that shows 
kindness in such a way that they say there's something unique about that person and they find out it's Jesus. Mm -hmm. uh, in this world, we probably in many ways will be the first light in a lot of people because there's so much darkness out there. But that's the privilege of being light bearers. And uh, so it intrigued me when I saw that these, these uh, native people <clears throat> were used like that. Mm -hmm. Made me think, hmm, I want to be that way too. And, and like you said earlier, there's a lot of people that don't even understand that they're in the darkness or, or they don't have eyes to see. They're just, they're, they're kind of, they're in line with the culture and in the world. So they think they're doing well. Mm -hmm. We're the weird ones. <laughs> We're the weird ones because we seem a little different, you know. Well, um, I, I was, uh, I was intrigued with a, watching a, a program that, that was, a, they were drilling actually a cavern because uh, they thought there would be gold and stuff down there. And they had this big auger that was going down into it. And when, and when they hit it, it sprang water out of the cavern and it flooded out frogs. And they were all blind. They were born and lived in darkness. Mm. And they were all blind. And, I, and I, I think about that, and I think that a lot of the people that are born and live in the darkness of this time are blind. Mm -hmm. They can't see. just can't see. And, and it's all the more reason why we need to be shining the light in this darkness mm -hmm. so we can help them see that there is something more than darkness. Yeah. And, and that light can look practically like inviting someone to your Thanksgiving table, maybe, that, that doesn't have a place to come for Thanksgiving yeah. or, or uh, <clears throat> being, la being served last instead of wanting to be served first mm -hmm. and uh, maybe saying a prayer over the meal, which might be non-traditional for some families, uh, whatever it is. Yeah. Well, my church is a, a church to many homeless people. Uh-huh. It's a small church, and my uh, son-in-law is a pastor, and, of course, my daughter's a pastor's wife and she's just busy 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 and and it was a samaritan church when they were asked to to take it and lead it and uh it's called christ and neighbors now it's their identity but they are putting on a uh, thanksgiving feast uh, at a local uh, <clears throat> barbecue place it's downtown mm -hmm. of rogers and the owners of that have uh, agreed to smoke a lot of turkeys. And we're going to bring in sides and we're going to invite all who would like to come to come mm -hmm. celebrate Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and there will be a lot of people who cannot afford a Thanksgiving. And so they're expecting maybe 300 people to come to this. Wow. <clears throat> but, you know, uh, that's moving away from my tradition, mm -hmm. my family, Although all of my family and Rogers will be there, <laughs> I'll just have about two hundred and fifty more <laughs> <laughs> yep. that will be crowding in the, the the celebration. But that's wonderful, though. Yeah, I think about all the years that our our friends in Bakersfield out there would uh, would cook thousand turkeys or whatever yeah, and make sure yeah. that they, they would got everybody rallied and and would feed the community. That was just such a beautiful thing. That they oh, did. yeah. And they, they just they showed the love of Christ to so many people who could not afford a, a good dinner, yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. They provided the turkeys. They cooked them. They, they provided all the trimmings, and they took it to them. Yeah. 
I mean, is that Christ in action or what? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was beautiful. We're proud of those boys and girls in Bakersfield, <laughs> California. Are. Definitely, definitely. We're going to get to see them in a few weeks. We it's are. Gonna be great. Two, a couple weeks, yeah. Well, let's, let, why don't we spend the la- remainder of our time just thinking about what, what you and I are thankful for in this ministry, some of the things that we're mm-hmm. thankful for in this ministry. I was thinking it'd be good to think about that. I'm thankful for you. <laughs> As you blush. <laughs> no, I, I do. I do thank you. I thank God for you, Brian, and and all of our global board and our staff because I could not be surrounded by a better group of people that share my heart and and perspective about ministry. And, and uh, you know, God started something with me, but he's going to finish it with you guys mm. and gals that are coming into this. And uh, I have been able to continue my ministry because I hadn't had to be burdened with a lot of the organizational structure that you've taken on. And that's enabled me to continue at 60, 78 years old to keep going, which I hope I'll get another couple of years in. Mm. Uh, I'm thankful for personally for the the enlightenment of what it means to uh, be a disciple, uh, and also the the discipleship process that I believe will truly create a transformed life, and that is by being in close proximity with Christ. And 22 years ago, we didn't see this. Uh, I don't think anybody saw it. I think it was kind of a secret that had been forgotten or had not been <clears throat> had not had been emphasized and of course that's what laid God laid that on our heart to make that it the the our heart of what we believe is a ministry and, and how we practice our ministry and why we practice the ministry of this discipleship uh, process uh, this ministry called influencers is for the reason of delivering a a message to his family uh, that he wants to have intimacy with them. And, you know, we are totally supportive of any ministry, whether it's uh, churches that are making disciples uh, or whether it's in prisons that disciples being made or on campuses, anywhere, anyone is declaring the name of Jesus and helping people learn to know him we celebrate that. We fan that flame, and we're saying, okay, how can we help you? And we'll do that. But we we are for We're for it in every way, form, and fashion. And I think it's because we are, are for it, and, and we really want to help people to see that, that God has advanced this ministry so rapidly and so far. Uh, internationally and nationally. And, you know, and I don't know if people realize this, but this is not a man or wisdom of man-driven ministry. We we just don't operate that way. We're not wants to build a corporate structure. <clears throat> what we're doing is trying to follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we feel like we're following Him, <clears throat> and we're not asking Him to bless our work. We're asking Him to tell us what to do. Uh, and that's why we go where we're invited. We don't go anywhere we're not invited. We go where we're invited because we believe the Holy Spirit has began already working there to set the conditions to want us to come. It's a very respectful, uh, 
harmonious thing that we do with the Spirit and with the ministries that we work with and with the people that we're called to minister to. And to me, Brian, uh, I'm so thankful that when I was 60 years old that God allowed me to leave my career and go full-time into this to be able to be a part of it and, and not to be divided in my work or my attention mm -hmm. or my heart, that I could go all the way with it. And it's, you know, it's the best decision I ever made. Mm. Well, I'm on that note, I'm, I'm very thankful that I get to do what I get to do. And it's been a heart desire of mine for a long time. And I, you know, as you know, I wrestled with it for many years trying to mm -hmm. figure out how to make it happen. And I finally had to just surrender, <laughs> you know, and let God lead me into it, you know, right. but, uh, but it's been it's been a blessing to me for sure, and I, and I'm thinking about like uh, George Carnell over in Memphis telling me about what happened in Parchment Prison, yeah. you know, with those those inmates, just taking them through the journey. Him and a couple other guys in Memphis faithfully went over there, drove, had to drive an hour at least to get to get over there every few weeks, and uh, and just stories of transformation inside a prison. Yeah, you know, there was a guy that. Uh, was uh, in his cell and somebody was taunting him and, and he was right ready to go to blows. And then he saw his Bible and he'd been going through the journey and, and he just, he ended he got on his knees and just started praying. And it, and it, the guy went away and he was chirping, but all the other people were going, what's, what's with you? <laughs> what happened with you? You know, and it just started influencing the people in that whole cell, cell yeah. or floor or whatever. Or there was another guy that was wrestling with, um, he, he felt like he he knew he was falsely accused, which was what put him in prison, and he could not get over the hatred toward the people that falsely accused. And then somewhere through the journey, he decided to start turning it over to God and forgiving them to God. And then uh, right after that, they came forward and said they had lied, whatever the, the people, and and now he's going back to trial and you know toward getting released. Yeah, whatever. you know just stuff like that. You can't make that stuff. No, up. you can't. And. And that again, we see miracles. Uh, a lot of people don't believe in miracles anymore, and and miracles are rare. Mm -hmm. I'll say that right now, but they're still going. They're still happening in many ways. I do believe the Holy Spirit is still active now, as He was back two thousand years ago. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I think some people don't think so, but I I personally believe He is because He hadn't changed. Mm -hmm. He doesn't change. Mm -hmm. And and so you know, uh, I just want to to try to let him occupy me fully, and to use me any way he wants, because I know that that's the best use of a life that I could ever have. Be a good steward of that life. Release it to him, and I think that I have found in my own life such freedom and joy in that that it, it's made me want to help others find that. Mm. Because, you know, I mean, why would we hold back that which is the greatest thing that's ever happened in our life? Right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I'm, I am thankful uh, for this ministry and I'm thankful for uh, my, even my current journey group. I see mm -hmm. God working in these guys' lives and, and it's just so fun to have a front row seat to, yeah. to see it happen and all that. So. I've got a couple's journey group and I love them. I call them precious. <laughs> and, uh, I'm at an age I can do that. And if I were in, back in Mississippi, I'd say sugar. <laughs> but I don't do that anymore. But uh, I th I'm thankful for my family. That's such a big oh, yeah. part of this. Sally is my my right hand. She's my co-laborer. She's my cheerleader. She's my supporter. And she's that 
uh, undergirding uh, presence of of God's uh, love for me, mm-hmm. and uh, and of course my children and my grandchildren, and, and and there's some real real challenging times going on there uh, with some of them. But I am uh, I am very convinced that God's going to make a, a great thing out of some really rough patches right here. Yeah. Because that's who he is. Mm-hmm. And we just have to wait him out and let him let him show what he can do. And that's what we're doing. Yeah, that's right. That's right. First light, right? So First light. You should keep, keep focused on that. So, yeah. well, good. Well, thank you, Rocky. I, uh, I, I guess I'd feel like maybe you ought to just close in a, in a time of prayer. Maybe just a little prayer at the end here. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sure. A prayer of Thanksgiving, uh, just just to set off the, the Thanksgiving holiday, right? Why don't you lead us? Okay. All right. Well, Father God, we uh, we are thankful for you. You are Almighty God. And Lord, we thank you, Almighty God, that, that you gave us salvation through your son, Jesus. And uh, without Jesus, we would have no hope. We'd have no light. We'd be in the darkness. But Jesus, we thank you that you came and died for us, and you were the you were the payment for our sin, so that we could be made holy, that we could have the hope of of going to heaven. And I thank you for that. I'm thankful for your Holy Spirit, Lord, that that you sent Jesus to to help us, to counsel us, to teach us all things, to to speak things from heaven to us. And uh, Holy Spirit, we just thank you for God helping us in this ministry, helping you're the one who is transforming lives through influencers. You're the one helping lead these journey groups. You're the one responsible for all this multiplication and in all the things that we see happening. You're the one, Holy Spirit. And we just are so thankful. And we're thankful for God's word, for your word, which which bring, anchors us uh, in truth and uh and we are thankful for all of our families and uh, for this country that we get to live in. And uh, and Lord, I love it that you're calling us beyond this country. You're calling us into other tribes, other nations, other languages. And uh, Lord, that is beyond us. And we know it's all you. Pray for every influencer who might be listening to this podcast, Lord, that that Lord that they would know you love them so much that you're proud of them, that you're going to help them with all the things that they're struggling with. If there's sin in their life, you're going to help them lay that down. If uh, if they're being pruned, Lord, let, let them be encouraged that they're on the right track. If they're being sifted, let them know that you got greater ministry ahead for them. And Lord, let them be that first light to their families. Let them be the light in the workplaces where they are, in their neighborhoods, in their families, anywhere you take them, Lord. And uh, let them give their lives away because then they're going to just have a beautiful spiritual family tree someday that they'll get to see the fruit of. So Lord, we love you. We just say happy Thanksgiving to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Be sure and check out our our website, influencers.org, where there's uh, lots of information you can find on uh, on all the different things going on in the ministry. Um, We've got a year-end report coming out soon. And uh, also... um, you can find out a little bit more about the movie too, which we'll, we'll be talking more about in the, in the coming weeks and all that. So anyway, happy Thanksgiving influencers. Uh, my name is Brian Craig, executive director for influencers, global ministries, encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you.
Jesus' name.